The smile stayed with me until I reached the tent that had been assigned to me. The archaeology folks' temporary housing consisted of standard camping fare, orange and white dome-like tents with little screened windows, and a large matching screened opening with an inner flap for privacy, while the film team were arrayed in fancy RVs bearing the name of the network. I was in the middle of unpacking the borrowed photography equipment, trying hard to remember which lens went with which camera, when noises of an altercation seeped through from my next-door neighbor. I peeked out the door to eye the tent next to me. It bulged and rocked in an alarming manner. Unlike my tent, though, this one resembled an orange and white hippopotamus with its butt in the air and its front end wallowing in the water. Worse were the noises coming from it. Gran, no, that's not helping. You're pulling my hair. That was a very young-sounding American woman's voice. Well, then, what about this? Answered a much more dignified, definitely British, older woman's voice. A side of the tent bulged outward. Ack, no! Balls! Now the other end is going! There was a metallic snap, and gently, as if it were a giant orange and white butterfly alighting on a flower, the far end of the tent wafted to the ground, leaving beneath it two squirming forms. I stood outside the now collapsing tent, hesitating before asking, Hello? Hi, I'm Lorena, your neighbor to the south. I can't help but notice that your tent appears to have deflated. Is everything all right in there? The squirming stopped for a few seconds. Oh, hi, Lorena. I'm Cressy. Cressida, really, but everyone calls me Cressy. And we're fine. Gran and me, that is. Gran and I? Whichever, we're fine. But the tent is totes sucktastic. Perhaps the lady might unzip the door to allow us out, came a gentle voice. I'd be happy to, Mrs. Uh, Cressy's Gran, but I'm afraid I don't see a zipper. I pulled up a long length of flaccid tent, hunting for it. Are you sure it was closed? Gran's name is Salma Raintree, and yes, we're sure. We were trying it out to see how much light would be let in with the door closed, but then I tripped and fell into the side of it and broke one of the thingies that goes around making that curved part, and then Gran tried to help me put it back together, and then my hair got caught when we snapped the rod together, and then I got a charley horse in my leg, and I couldn't get it straight. And Gran said I should walk the Charlie horse off, but my hair was still stuck to the rod, so I couldn't. And then I had to wee, so Gran said I should just take the rod out of the little pocket it sits in. And then it just all went horribly wrong. You don't have to explain anymore, I interrupted, laughing despite the note of desperation in Cressida's voice. I dug around in more of the tenting, searching for the collapsed entrance. I can see that it just went downhill from there. Are you still attached to the tent rib? Not anymore, came Cressy's sad reply. It took five minutes, but at last I extricated both Cressy and Selma from the remains of their temporary prison. Cressy emerged red-faced from the exertion, her t-shirt rumpled and her shorts creased and grubby. She was an inch or so taller than me, which had to put her at six feet. 
with butt-length straight brown hair pulled back in a messy ponytail. Despite her experience with the tent, she grinned at me, quite cheerful as she stuck out a hand. Hi again. Hello, I said, shaking her hand, then glancing down at my hand in dismay. Oh, sorry, I should have warned you that my hands are sticky. She held up a pair of hands that were grubby in the extreme. Had a candy bar in my pocket, and I forgot about it, and it melted all over. It ran down my eye.